Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, it is a Wednesday on this program. You know what that means? we got a lot to talk about here today. A lot to talk about. Are you aware that WWE filed a trademark for, quote, complaining is not conversation? I should just do a pregnant pause all the way until the next commercial break. <laughs> Complaining is not conversation. Anyway, we got a lot to get into today. Tonight is AEW Fighter Fest Night 2. We have seven segments officially announced for the show. We'll tell you how ticket sales are doing and so much more. Yes, we will talk about the report from Fightful that CM Punk is... Considering a comeback to pro wrestling with AEW as the front runner, we got raw ratings. Boy, talk about a swing and a miss. Boy, do I look like a fool for all my positivity over the last couple of days with WWE. It's actually not as bad as I originally thought when I saw the number, because I kind of saw the breakdowns, and we'll talk about that here on the show today. Impact Wrestling is tomorrow night. We got a full lineup for that show Update on Kota Bushi, who might be missing the upcoming uh, Tokyo Dome show. If you're an NXT fan, the next two weeks, the show will not be on the USA Network. You'll have to watch it on Sci-Fi. I think the numbers have been uh, not great of late. Wait till it runs on Sci-Fi. And we got a New Japan Resurgence lineup. We've got a Ring of Honor TV report. we got a lot of stuff to get into today. And as always... We will take your feedback. 425-780-7566. Text message line. That's 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. It's a hard knock life. Got no folks to Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. 
Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. You can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them. Transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things. A blog post can become several social media messages and vice versa. A brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic. Be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. And I do not know where Mike Sempervivi is. So let's send him a text message here live on the air. Yo, brother, where art Thou. What do you think about that? Well, we can put the picture up, but we don't. We don't have the actual voice. So, eh, we'll see what happens here today. All right. Well, what's everyone talking about today? Oh, this CM Punk fella. Well, this is from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. According to a report from Fightful, CM Punk has been considering a comeback to pro wrestling with AEW as the front runner. While well, light on specifics, the report said that Punk and a company official, quote, have had ongoing conversations 
about an in-ring return. They added that, quote, we've been told in recent days that higher-ups in WWE believe that Punk is headed to AEW and that while other companies have had interest, they hadn't heard of any offers. Dave Meltzer said he doesn't know where talks stand, but as far as talks happening, that has been the case for a while. Outside of two unannounced indie appearances under a mask, last in-ring appearance for Punk was at the 2014 WWE Royal Rumble. He left the company later that month, and in November, he released a podcast with Colt Cabana that provided a litany of details as to what happened and why he wasn't there anymore. Part of the story was that he he was informed of his firing from WWE on his wedding day in June. He also discussed health issues and what he perceived as wrongful advice related to a MRSA infection. Later resulted in a 2015 defamation suit against he and Cabana by WWE Dr. Chris Amon. Suit was uh, was resolved three years later when a jury found for Punk and Cabana. However, Cabana later sued Punk for not covering his legal fees, and Punk then countersued him until both sides dropped the case. Since leaving wrestling, 42-year-old has fought twice for UFC, written for Marvel Comics, starred in movies, done MMA commentary, was also an analyst on WWE's now-defunct backstage show on Fox and made an appearance at StarCast during 2019's AW All Out Weekend. Well, what's what can we say about this story here? So first off, uh, the line here about uh, WWE presuming that he will head, be heading to AEW, I mean... I've heard a lot of things WWE has presumed over the years, and sometimes they're right, and many times they're wrong. And uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, if you if you were to ask important people in WWE, where is Daniel Bryan going? Most of them are going to say he will be returning to WWE. I don't know if he's returning to WWE. In fact, in both the case of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, for whatever reason, my gut tells me that if they go somewhere... They're probably going to be going to AEW. And I'm not reporting either of them are going to AEW. I don't know. We're not going to know until they show up. So uh, as far as CM Punk goes, there's been a, a huge, I don't know if argument is the right word, but a lot of debate here in our chat with the Twitch homies about what CM Punk would mean for AEW. How valuable would he be for the company? A lot of arguments about... Uh, usage of the term, he would be he would be huge, some people are saying. Other people are saying he would not be huge. Listen, we don't know, okay? There's a lot of factors that go into this. One of the factors is CM Punk has not been wrestling on a national basis since 2014. And 2014 is, quite frankly, may not seem that way to a lot of you, but it's a long time ago. Okay, it's 2021 now. In three years, that'll be a full decade since CM Punk was on national television. If you go back and think about, you know, remember when, uh, and it's kind of a bad comparison, but I'll say it anyway. Remember when they brought back Bob Backlund to WWE in like 1993, 1994? I mean, we're not quite that far away. Uh, CM Punk leaving to returning as we'd be for Bob Backlund leaving to returning. But, I mean, it's going to be seven years Maybe eight years, God only knows, if he comes back to AEW. What does that mean? Well, obviously, to a degree, you're going to have all of these fans, or were significantly more fans watching when CM Punk was on top 
than there are watching today. So a lot of those fans, they have long since stopped watching wrestling. Some of them still watch wrestling and will reminisce about CM Punk. I don't think there's any question at all that if CM Punk debuted at an AEW show in Chicago, it would be a gigantic moment for AEW. It would be a gigantic moment in wrestling. It would be a gigantic moment for the live crowd. However, where we go from there, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember or not, but uh, I, and I could be I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure this is largely what happened when when Fox hired CM Punk for WWE backstage. This had to be okayed by WWE, but it was a Fox hire. They were going to do this WWE backstage show. They announced that CM Punk was going to be hosting the show. And I think that that was a show where CM Punk tweeted out that they had broken the internet, and everybody was like, oh my God, CM Punk is going to be uh, hosting the show about wrestling. He's back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, backstage long since canceled, okay? CM Punk is an analyst. Did not mean much for that show. He boosted it up here and there, but I seem to recall, like, at its best, it was doing, like, maybe a quarter million viewers or whatever, and sometimes when he was on the show, it was doing significantly less than that. What does that mean? I don't know. What I do know is that, in fact, it did not break the internet, and it did not result in WWE backstage doing, like, a million viewers, and all these people were tuning in to see CM Punk. Would CM Punk mean something in the short term for AEW? Absolutely. What do you mean something in the short term for WWE? Absolutely. Is CM Punk going to mean something long term for AEW or WWE? Probably. Do I see him being a massive game changer where, you know, AEW's doing a million viewers? They get CM Punk and all of a sudden they're going head to head and doing 1.9 view million viewers and, and uh, going head to head with Raw and, and that sort of thing? I don't think so. I don't think that's the case with Daniel Bryan either. Can AEW build itself up with good storytelling and such over the course of a year or two years and maybe down the road be going head-to-head -head with WWE? Sure. If AEW continues to rise and WWE continues to decline, yeah, at some point they might intersect. Do I think that there's one person that is going to completely turn around and add millions of viewers overnight to AEW? No. I don't think the same thing for WWE either. And this is no disrespect to CM Punk. It's no disrespect to Daniel Bryan. But you can go back to the Monday Night Wars when we had a far, far larger wrestling audience than we have today. And even then there was nobody that all of a sudden a debut or a jump ship or whatever caused them to gain millions and millions of viewers. For, for uh, WCW, starting with Nitro, it was a slow and steady rise. When WWE was in the doldrums and they did the Steve Austin versus Bret Hart feud and they brought in, uh, they made the, uh, they created DX and everything, everything that they talk about being like a game changer, it was the same thing. It was a slow and steady rise. Even Steve Austin, it was a slow and steady rise. Now, once Steve Austin and Mike Tyson did their angle, and it got all that mainstream publicity. Their rise started to pick up a little bit. And once Steve Austin won the title at WrestleMania, that rise continued to pick up. But that rise also picked up not solely because of Steve Austin and Mike Tyson and Steve Austin winning the title. 
One of the reasons that accelerated so quickly was because WCW, they started to free fall. And they had fans jumping ship to the other side. Granted, that could probably happen to a degree with WWE and AEW. But when I look at these these WWE numbers, they're not in a free fall right now. They were in a free fall several years ago. If you compare now to several years ago, I mean, that was the free fall. That was AEW's best opportunity. Now, they seem to have settled in at between 1.5 and 2 million viewers. And I think that they're going to largely stay there with perhaps small declines and a continued decline through football. But do I see Punk, Daniel Bryan, if they sign Steve Austin, do I see any of these as potential massive game changers? No. It will be slow and steady to win the race. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Look at the show, Brian Alvarez here. Lots to get into tonight. AW in Garland, Texas, Fighter Fest Night 2. We have John Moxie defending the IWGP United States Championship against Lance Archer in a Texas death match with the title on the line. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose for the AW Women's title. Five labors of Jericho match one. Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. Only Sean Spears is allowed to use a chair. Orange Cassidy will be facing The Blade. Frankie Kazarian versus Doc Gallows. Darby Allen faces Wheeler Yuta. And there will be an interview with Andrade El Idolo on the show tonight. The show is currently at 5,632 tickets, according to WrestleTix.com. It is 90% full. There are 594 tickets remaining. And I do not expect the show to completely sell out, which is interesting because are you aware... I'm not sure if you are aware of this or not, but there are people, including some pretty smart people in some pretty notable places, that do in fact believe that Tony Khan buys tickets to increase AEW's attendance. Are you aware that people believe this? Which, of course, begs the question... Well, if he's buying these tickets, why isn't he buying these last five ninety four so the show can sell out? Well, that will not be addressed, I'm sure, from these conspiracy theorists. I find it funny, by the way, that for the the folks that believe that Tony Khan would buy tickets to artificially inflate his attendance, are we seriously at the point where, like, Vince McMahon, who's like, a, runs a billion-dollar company and I think is worth well over a billion dollars right now between the money he pays himself out of stock dividends and what his own stock is worth. You're telling me that he's still like the little man facing the rich guy in 2021? Is that the story we're telling right here? So that's tonight. Ron Monday, 1.923 million viewers on the USA Network which is up 20% from the previous week, up more than 30%. Well, this is good. It's up 30% from their all-time record low. So that's good. Highest viewership for Raw since April 12, which was the Raw after WrestleMania. In the 18-49 to demo, Raw did a .57, which is up 32.6% from last week as the highest number for the show since April 19. In addition to this being the Money in the Bank Fallout episode of the show, first Raw with crowds, John Cena, etc., year over year up 18.2% in total viewers, 18 to 49 of 23.9% from this week last year. 
so when I when I saw the number, if you remember yesterday, Mike and I were we were doing predictions for the raw number, and uh, I think I said like I may have said like two point oh five million or something like that. I think that's what I said. And Sempervivi said one point nine something. So he he won this one because in fact he wins via cynical being cynical. Unlike me, I was I was so positive on like Friday and Monday, and it was beaten out of me. And then on Tuesday, I was still like I was I still had a smidgen of positivity left. Left and and man, I paid the price again. But anyway, I was expecting two point oh five million viewers, and so when I saw one point nine million, I thought this was the raw after Money in the Bank. We had new champions. We had two new Money in the Bank briefcase holders. It was the first Raw in 15 months with live fans. And they pushed and they pushed and they pushed and they pushed John Cena as appearing in the opening segment of Raw. And I added all that together, and I thought, all that, and they only hit 1.9 million. So when the number first came out, I was very disappointed. I was like, my God, like... All that, and you got 1.9 million. That seems bad. Well, I looked at all the stats. I got the breakdowns, and actually, I mean, there were there were there were, in fact, positive things about the raw rating. One of them was the show. I think all three hours did right around 1.9 million viewers. So they they kept the audience the entire time. It wasn't like you know 2.3 million people tuned in for John Cena, and then they dropped. A half million people in the second hour, and then they dropped a half million people in the third hour. They did a consistent 1.9 million viewers. I think it was 1.9, 1.9, and then slightly lower in the third hour. But quite frankly, for a Raw show, especially a Raw show, the quality of the one that we saw Monday, that's actually a big positive right there. That they didn't lose viewers throughout the show. That's number one. Second, if you look at the final Thunderdome SmackDown and you look at the final Thunderdome Raw, and you compare the Thunderdome SmackDown to the first Thunderdome with live fans, and you compare the Thunderdome Raw for, to the first Raw with live fans, Raw actually grew more than SmackDown did. Raw had bigger growth on Monday than SmackDown did when they did their 2.3 million viewers as the final number for the SmackDown show on Friday night. So if you look at the the growth from Thunderdome to non-Thunderdome, Raw did better than SmackDown. And of course, the final thing, obviously, is my prediction. I mean, of course SmackDown's going to do better than Raw. SmackDown is on Fox on network television. There's no way that Raw, realistically, should be doing a similar number of viewers as SmackDown on Fox. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's not that bad. It's bad on the surface when you think about, you know, how many people used to watch Monday Night Raw, how many people used to watch. I mean, but it's not that time anymore. It's 2021, and in 2021, 1.9 million viewers for the Raw after Money in the Bank in the Thunderdome with John Cena. It ain't a bad number. Now, if you want to argue that 1.9 not being a bad number is, in fact, horrible news, well, you're welcome to do that if you want to. But that's that's the breakdown of the... The raw number. Tomorrow night is Impact, and a lot of stuff on Impact. If you're a fan of uh, wrestling, we'll be we'll be talking about it here. 
although probably not Friday because I don't think I'm around Friday, but but Semper Vivi will, and I can talk about it on Sunday. Appearances on Impact this Thursday from Mickey James, and yes, Jay White will make his uh, debut for Impact Wrestling on Thursday night, if you don't count the pay-per-view. We have a championship match, Rosemary and Havoc versus Fire and Flava for the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Finn Juice will be facing Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Matt Cardona, Jake Something, and Chelsea Green will face Brian Myers, Sam Beal, and Tennille Dashwood. And Chris Bay will face Rohit Raju. And by the way, I watched the uh, Ring of Honor show. Because Ring of Honor is replacing NXT on this program here in front in, ter- in terms of uh, television reviews. So I want to make a couple of quick notes. Opening match was Ray Horse and Fred Yehai. They went seven minutes, and this was a good match. And I love Fred Yehai. This guy's great. He got pinned, by the way. But still, he looked really good in the match. I'm a big fan. I'm watching him here. Uh, New Japan Strong as well. Fred Yehai is great. Ray Horse did a good job as well. The one thing about the show, which is interesting... Is there still empty arena shows? And uh, I watched this show on my iPad, so maybe on a, a big screen or the internet or whatever that headphones you wouldn't notice. But you can really hear a lot of spot calling in these empty arena shows uh, for Ring of Honor right now. And there was there was a fair amount of it in this match. Mandy Leone and Quinn McKay. So the story is that this is Quinn McKay's second match ever. Her first match ever was against Angelina Love, and Angelina Love submitted her. So now she's facing Mandy Leone, who is Angelina Love's partner. And the story was that she had a visual submission over Mandy Leone, but the referee was distracted, and then Mandy ended up getting brass knuckles, which, by the way, not only, uh, like, you can't use them in a wrestling ring, but brass knuckles are illegal, illegal in the state of Maryland. And Mandy Leone used an illegal weapon. She may as well have used a gun. And she punched out Quinn McKay. So the story is that Quinn is getting closer, but she's not quite there yet. And the video package that they did, and by the way, that knocked Quinn McKay out of the ROH Women's Title Tournament, so she's not at the tournament right now. But um, they did a video package for Mandy Leone and Quinn McKay, and it was great. Like, it was a really, really good video package with both of them explaining their side of the story. Uh, Quinn McKay talking about how Mandy Leone hates all of these things about me, but really, we're like exactly the same. Mandy trained in the original Ring of Honor dojo. I trained in the current uh, Ring of Honor dojo. She lost her first match. I lost my first match. We're actually two sides of the same coin. And of course, Mandy just hates Quinn McKay. And uh, it was a great video package. So if you're going to watch one thing on the show, watch that video package. And two matches as well. Shane Taylor Promotions versus The Foundation. If you watch the uh, Ring of Honor show on Sunday and you don't normally watch the TV, I mean, Shane Taylor Promotions, and we've had Shane Taylor on the show, I mean, it is a great act. And this was a fun match, fun six-man match. And everybody in the ring uh, got uh, cleared out. And Keys... Uh, who was a replacement in this match. He makes his big comeback, but then he is killed and uh, gets powerbombed by Edwards, and that is the end of that. It's a fun show. It's one hour. It's in and out, and uh, presumably, I'd have to check, but uh, fans, I would presume, are going to be coming back soon for television tapings, and that's going to make everything significantly better because you know what? 
These shows are better with fans. And back with fans on our show, phone calls, text messages, and more news, Wrestling Observer Live. for your next road trip? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to get everything you need to stay safe while traveling. Visibility on the road is so important and so easy to achieve. Get your windshield streak-free and crystal clear with Blue Magic Glass Cleaner. On sale now, two for $5. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. A breaking news, I can confirm that Mike Sempervivi is alive. But he slept through most of the show, so I can give him the rest of the day off. Because we've got news and we've got telephone calls, so you 
can play the role of Mike Sempervivi. So before we get to the calls, Kota Ibushi. This is a weird story. So Kota Ibushi started missing some shows. And originally, they announced that he had had a bad reaction to his COVID vaccination. I don't know if they used the term bad reaction or what they used, but he uh, got vaccinated, apparently, and then, like, wasn't ready to wrestle. Now, when I got my second shot, brother, I wasn't ready to wrestle either. So it was like, okay, well, you know, got the shot, felt terrible, didn't want to wrestle, that's all right. So then... He starts missing more shows. And then it really starts to get weird. Like, you got vaccinated and you're missing, like, a week of action? What's going on here? Well, now the story has changed. This is from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Kota Bushi has been diagnosed with aspiration pneumonia and will miss the next three New Japan dates. The website reported that in order to make a full in-ring recovery, he will miss July 22nd, and July 23rd shows in Osaka, and July 24th in Nagoya. So that's uh, quite a few shows he's missing here. They also wrote that a final decision regarding his appearance at Wrestle Grand Slam, where he is scheduled to face Shingo for the IWGP World Heavyweight title, will be determined after assessing Ibushi's recovery. New Japan further explained that the pneumonia Ibushi is suffering from is not a side effect of a COVID-19 vaccination. They explain that, quote, Ibushi's illness was originally reported as a result of side effects arising from his COVID-19 vaccination. Aspiration pneumonia has no connection to COVID vaccinations, and Ibushi's illness is not a result of his inoculation. We apologize for any misunderstanding. He has also tested negative for COVID-19. So what I presume happened, and I don't know, but it sounds to me like whatever happened with his his pneumonia was something that was was uh, bubbling to the surface. And then he went in and got a shot. And then like the next day it hit him. And so initially it was attributed to the shot. But now apparently it had nothing to do with his his covid vaccination. But we're uh, down to the wire here for this Tokyo Dome. So my guess is that he's probably. Uh, not going to be working the Tokyo Dome, but I guess we'll find out. But I mean, they've already they've already taken a bad action for the next uh, four shows or four days at least. So I guess we'll see. But uh, best wishes to him. WWE confirmed NXT is going to air on Sci-Fi for each of the next two weeks: Tuesday, July twenty seventh; Tuesday, August third. It will be the usual start time of eight Eastern. They are taping both shows in advance. That's at least good. Very hard to change storylines when you tape in advance, as uh, we learned back when NXT taped like four or five shows in advance. And uh, quite frankly, the show was significantly better when they did that. So next week, we got Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan versus Chomp and Thatcher, and the first round of the NXT Breakout Tournament, Carmelo Hayes will be facing Josh Briggs. And we're going to head to the phones. We've got callers here on the line. We'll have more news in a moment. Let's go to Dagan. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Brian? What's up, Twitch homies? So I wanted to talk about this Andrade angle on AEW. Um, and it looks like he's probably headed towards a feud with Death Triangle. Um, he's been calling them out. We're really looking forward to seeing matches between him and 
both of the Lucha Bros. And, you know, while it looks like they'll probably be feuding for a bit, looking forward to, like, after that, um, me and a buddy were kind of talking about it. We were thinking maybe teaming, him teaming up with the Lucha Bros would be an interesting way for them to go uh, and kind of, like, you know, maybe either having him turn babyface or them turn heel. Uh, it was curious to see if, if that's something you might think that they would go with it. Um, cause it, you know, he talked about it. I know in interviews about being, having it like an LI faction in AEW. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the, the dynamite tonight and, uh, have a good one, Brian. All right. I want to thank you very much for the call, Dagan. I'll tell you what I want. I only want one thing. I want La Sombra. That's what I want. I don't want Andrade. I mean, if you're going to have a feud with the Death Triangle, I mean, if you're if you're going in there with Pac, who also is a former WWE guy, I mean, you can do like a, a WWE-style match if you want to, but uh, if you're going to be going in there with Penta and Phoenix, I mean, like I said a few days ago, I think m- much, much has been said about Andrade's debut, and I think that perhaps, like, people are too wrapped up in his first-ever match. It's his first match in AEW, and that's it. Second match, third match. In six months, if Andrade is doing matches like he did in his debut, I mean, that's not good. What's the point? This is a, uh, whatever you think of, of AEW, I mean, it's a work-rate company. People expect you to go in there and, and tear the house down. Going in there and doing a slow-paced match, it's not what people want to see. And his first match... He was the second most impressive guy in a two-man performance. And it's one match. So I'm not going to read too much into it. Obviously, we should give it time. I seem to recall like his, his first match when he was in NXT was not all that impressive. And his first match when he got called up to the main roster was not that impressive. And that's his first match in AEW. So give the guy time. Give the guy time to get his feet under him. You guys remember uh, Christian's first match? It wasn't a bad match. But, you know, I watched the match, and I thought, this guy needs more ring time, and he needs he needs to just get in there, and he needs to go, and he'll be a lot better. And he is better now than he was in his first match in AEW. That's Christian. So I think the guy needs time, but I would like to see more of a, of a, of a Sombra style than an Andrade style. But I guess we shall see. Portsmouth, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, it's uh, Brandon in Portsmouth. Hey, um, so one thing I really I just thought about, and I like the uh, detail they're showing with the story with uh, Britt Baker. Um, when she got hurt, she um, came out and did that segment with Tony and Rebel and called out three wrestlers as conspirators. Sheeta, who she beat for the title, Nyla Rose, who she's facing tonight, and then Chris Statlander, who I presume might be her next challenger. And I just, I like that, that they, you know, again, like you said, if you pay attention, they reward you for paying attention to details like that. So pretty cool. But, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yep, thanks so much for the call. Yes, attention to detail. I don't know how – I don't know if that happened to be a coincidence or if they actually planned out Britt Baker's run like a year down the road. And, I mean, for different things – I think for – things happen in wrestling. And people get hurt. Obviously, Statlander got injured and Britt got injured and, and various people have been injured. And the reality is that can screw up your storytelling. So what you want in wrestling is long-term stories, okay? But 
it is a physical sport and things happen and people get injured. And we haven't really seen it to a big degree yet, but at some point contracts are going to expire. So there's a certain level of, of forward booking that you can do, but it's dangerous to book like two years out. You could have a, a general idea of where you're going in two years, but you book two years out and God only knows where things are going to be two years down the road as compared to today. So I'm not sure if they did that with Britt Baker or not. I'm not sure how far out they book on any given storyline. Obviously, the Hangman storyline. I mean, they booked that thing out forever ago. And Chris Jericho on our show has talked about how he books things out like months and months and months and months in advance. So the reality is you will be rewarded by AEW if you pay attention. Yes, sometimes things are going to fall through the cracks. Um, you know, fans pretty much have, have had to come up with their own explanation for who laid out John Moxley like six months ago because it was never on television. It was never explained who laid out John Moxley. But I would say that, you know, eight, nine times out of ten, if you pay attention, you will be rewarded. Let's go to Harrisburg. You're on the air. What's going on? What's going on, Twitch homies? I'm Brian Nate from Harrisburg. Uh, my question for you is, what do you think they should do next with the New Day, primarily Kofi and Woods? Obviously, Vicky has the money in the bank, so we know what's next for him. But after that reaction on Sunday for Kofi and watching him get killed, what do you what do you think they should do next with the New Day? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, <laughs> I already. I mean, I I gave my ideas for for Kofi Kingston, and and clearly, clearly they had different ideas. But here's the thing that that just is is. I mean, I'd settle in. Goldberg obviously has taken priority. And I know fans love Goldberg. I know that WWE, they do their internal whatevers, and Goldberg is very popular among the casual fans and everything like that. And they look at him as a way to draw in these fans. And, you know, maybe maybe that'll be the case. We can We can watch the... Watch the raw ratings and the quarters and everything like that and, and find out what he means in 2021. But there's this thing called calling an audible. And I realized that what they wanted was for Bobby Lashley to look very, very dominant to help set up this thing with Goldberg. And so for seven straight minutes, you just killed. He just brutalized Kofi Kingston. And to me... When you hit a guy's music and he gets a reaction like that, and the place is just going crazy, he's the second most. He's probably the second most popular guy in the show besides John Cena. It's like call an audible, like give Kofi more, give the guy something. You can still have Bobby Lashley beat him in the end, but the thing to me is, with WWE in particular, they are so bad at building up baby faces. Like, I have never, I don't think I've ever seen a company, and I'm I'm including, like, you know, World Championship Wrestling when Vince Russo was running the place. I don't think I have ever seen a company that is so bad at creating baby faces. They just, they can't do it. And you can watch the shows now that the fans are back, and you can just see, like, you know, the Viking Raiders are supposed to be baby faces, but the fans cheer for AJ and Omos. The fans, I mean, my own grandmother last night, like she hated Rhea Ripley and Charlotte because she said she didn't like either of them. So Rhea's clearly, she's supposed to have been a baby face, but like the fans don't see that. And they just do such a terrible job with their baby faces. 
that to me, if you have wrestlers that, for whatever reason, are massive baby faces with the crowd, it's like you gotta go with it. I had ideas for Kofi Kingston. I've talked about him on the show. I thought he should have beaten Lashley. I thought he should have been the champion. I thought they should have built to the return of Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston gets his big win back at a major show. But you can see their mindset. And their mindset is, we got three New Day guys. The fans love Kofi and they love Woods, but they're tag team guys. And they're going to be mid-card, upper mid-card tag team guys, and that's it. Kofi had his chance, and it's over. Big E, what does he have going for him? Well, he's big. His name is Big E. So this is the guy that's going to get the strong singles push. We're going to give him the briefcase. And ultimately, at some point, he is probably going to successfully cash in and be the champion. So that's where I think they are going. Where I would like them to go with guys this popular. And like Kofi Kingston can talk like nobody's business. Uh, About my show. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, Just let us know, and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800 846 2153. 800 846 2153. That's 800 846 2153. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? 
going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. One last thing to say about this biggie fella. Did you guys watch Money in the Bank? This dude climbs up, and he grabs his briefcase, and that building exploded. And they went crazy for biggie, and biggie did this celebration, and he's shaking his hips, and the crowd's just, you know, the throwing babies in the air, gimmick I talk about all the time, urination. Man, they love this guy. And he's got so much charisma. And I watched that, though, and I, I, that show, and I thought, man, you got somebody here. You have got a baby face. And, I mean, you know how much Vince loves big dudes? He's big, and he can talk, and he's got charisma, and he's got an inherent, inherent likability. I was watching this celebration at the end. I thought, man, oh, man, finally, we got a guy in the making here. And I watched Raw. There's all my faithless beaten out of me again. So, at the end of the day, I hope they do something with Big E. But man, he's, he's like, he needs another 15 years before they push this guy hard. That's my thought after watching Raw. Anyway, that's the show here for today. Later on, Wrestling Observer Radio with myself and Dave Meltzer. We'll be talking the AEW show tonight. We'll be talking the NXT show. We'll be talking all of the news. I'm sure Dave will have more to say on the CM Punk situation here. And, of course, we are here every day. Uh, Back tomorrow with more. We'll talk AEW on the show tomorrow. And, of course, WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to sign up today and get access to 20 brand-new radio shows a week and almost 13,000 in the archives now, what a great time to do so. So check it out, WrestlingObserver.com. Thanks, Mike. As always, callers and listeners, Twitch homies, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.